I'm Matt Hartman, and this is TLDR Daily. Good morning, Margo. Hey, Matt. How do we know each other? We used to work together at Betaworks, and now we continue to be friends. What do you do now? Um, I am a writer. I publish a culture newsletter called Laura Mipson. And I just wrapped up a column at the New York Times about cultural activities in New York City. What are you reading? An article that I kind of can't get out of my head. The headline is, Pioneer Women Are Roaming the City. It's from the New York Times. It's about how women are starting to readopt prairie fashion. <laughs> um... Like Laura Ingalls Wilder style dresses with ruffles and high necks and long skirts and like aprons and whatever paisleys. What's the context here? So what's interesting is I have very little anecdotal experience with prairie fashion. So it's hard for me to tell you. I saw a couple of women the other day at a women's club called The Wing wearing some, I thought, prairie derived dresses. (laughs) Um, I think it's kind of a daytime thing. It explores these two uh, two labels. One is called Betsheva, um, and that's just one lady designer, and she's apparently like the standard. Like fa- fancy ladies buy her dresses for like many hundreds of dollars. You are someone who has her finger on the pulse of culture. Yes. What does this mean to you? So, to me, it it raises a lot of questions. I think when things happen in women's fashion, the questions now are usually about how how the fashion changes are responding to societal um, events. So, I think it's easy for a lot of people to be like, oh, well, modest fashion must be a a recoil to rape culture, you know? Um, But... That's a little bit too convenient, I think. Like, if I think it's undeniable that that's an element, but you also have to explore, like, well, who we we spend a lot of time asking women if their sexual assaults are their fault because they're like wearing skirts that are too short. Um, so it's it's becomes problematic to then call modest fashion like a feminist move. Um, so like. Is it that we're protecting ourselves with cloth or are we protecting ourselves like with nostalgia? Um, I think it's also potentially a response to complicated technical times. Like we're so overwhelmed by technology. It's nice to imagine ourselves in like the simple days when we're on the prairie and riding the covered wagon, um, neglecting that things were hard then too. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Always fashion, fashion is a zeitgeist thing, but, um, I think in this particular development, it's hard to, to nail like a specific reaction. Was the article, was the, did the piece take the perspective of this is, um, interesting, surprising, or was it more just matter of fact, like, okay, here's this, this season's trends oh no it was very well thought out um it said here's this trend here are the people who are partaking in it and 
here's what we might want to make of it. Um, and I thought the article did a, a remarkably good job of avoiding like a false causality. Um, it explored a few things that might be at play um, in its analysis, allowed women to interpret fashion in their own ways, if that makes sense. So it sort of opened up the set of possibilities without taking a position on this is why, this is why not. Right, exactly, which I think is, um, is a, a common inclination of trend journalism right now. I, I did think it was exceptionally sensitive. Thank you so much for joining. Well, I hope you'll, you'll take your own deep dive into pioneer fashion. <laughs> and Laura Lipsum is... There's a lot of people who read that. How many people do you ever read that? Oh, gee, I don't know. <laughs> you know to talk um, about like that? 100,000, probably. I don't have to include that if you don't. Uh, want oh, to you can it. It's fine. It's, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. <laughs> Thanks for listening to TLDR Daily. I'll link the article in the show notes. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Hartman. See you tomorrow morning.